Last week, we had a great conversation on justification, and I enjoyed that. Didn't you, brother? It was awesome. Thank I you. I think so. I really enjoyed that. Justification by faith alone and how we were justified by the Lord, not justified by man. So this week, we're going to dive into a new topic, one that is pretty unique. It's talked about quite a bit in the world today. I think both of these words we have as Americans and just as people in general, I think we've butchered these two words. And those two words are faith and hope. And we've turned them into words that we just throw around that have no meaning to us. Mm-hmm. I hope it rains today. I hope it rains tomorrow. I hope we get this. I hope I get that. I hope this. I hope that. And we treat hope like it's just nothing. Hope has hope has no meaning pretty much in our language, mm. it seems like, yeah. in the world today. First, and, you know, it may not be for everybody, but for the most part, it, I think it's pretty true on every front. And then, so let's look at a comparison today of hope and faith. Yeah. Hope versus faith. All right. So before we go further, let's have some scriptural context here to understand that there is a difference between hope and faith. You find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Mm. Verse 13, and it says this, Now abideth faith, hope, and charity, which we know in this aspect, if you look this up, charity means love. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So we see three very unique gifts, Mm -hmm. three very unique gifts that God has given us. Faith is that rock-solid substance. That's that rock-solid substance, knowing this is the faith we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. And hope is that it is that joyous expectation, knowing that God is coming to take his children home. Uh, at the beginning of this, me and Jamie used the child analogy, and I think it's one of the easiest ways to understand what the difference is between faith and hope. So let's say that you have a child, and you go to them and you say, hey, 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 buddy. Hey, darling. Tomorrow we're gonna. Tomorrow I'm taking you to an amusement park. We're going to Dollywood. We're going to Disney World. Something like that. Mm-hmm. When you leave the child's presence, faith kicks in, knowing they know that you're going to do what you said you were going to do. And then what follows is hope. And mm-hmm. hope is that joyous expectation, right. knowing that something's good mm-hmm. is on the horizon. Oh, how exciting. So we see Christ as he ascends up into the clouds of glory. And as he says, you know, and as the angels appear and they say, why stand ye here gazing this same Jesus that you saw leave? He's coming back again. Oh, man. They had the faith. They had seen him in action. They had the faith. And then the hope was instilled inside. Oh, he's coming again in clouds of glory to take his children home. Mm, What joyous hope. That there is for the child of God today. Mm. I love it. I love it. Now let's dive down <clears throat> deeper in it. And I'm going to be quiet and let you start talking in a minute. I know you've got a lot to say. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, 
I think your analogy of the the child and the parent probably sums up uh, a lot of it, right? It, it helps bring clarity to something that could be a fuzzy definition. This has been loosely defined by the church and and by uh, you know our culture for a long time. And I think that as a believer, some of the you know the core tenets of our walk as a Christian is to understand. Ooh, people hear, say faith, they say hope. What do we really mean? How is that lived out on Monday? You know, I think Sunday we all can get the warm and fuzzies on some of these buzzwords, the Christian <laughs> stained glass words of faith and hope and charity and love and and evangelism, whatever that word may be that you hear on Sunday. We can shout about it and sing about it and clap about it. And then come Monday morning, how do I walk it out? What does it really, really mean in my life uh, when I'm not in the steeple with the people, what? How does it really, really lived out? So let's go back <clears throat> to your analogy, the the parent child analogy. Yeah. Now, where did you say they were going? Disney World. Okay. Dollywood. Let's, uh, no, let's do Dollywood. Use Dollywood. I, I mean, I, I, think I like Dollywood. It's more appropriate. I like Dollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very family friendly. <laughs> yes, Dollywood. it is. Okay, here we go. Family friendly Dollywood, and uh, um, so. Parent tells child, yeah. we're going to go to Dollywood. Right. Yay. It's going to be fun. Yay. All right. So why, and I'm going to ask you the question, why does the child, why does a child take the parent for the word? Because they've seen it in action. Mm. They know mom and dad. Usually what they say they're going to do, they're going to do it. You know? So you're saying there's a relationship that's 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 formed and founded. Absolutely. Yes. And and faith is strengthened yeah. through that interaction yeah, relationship. I, I believe so, yes. I I know so. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If think about your children as a general as a whole, mm. your kids, I mean, they're with you. They know what you do. Yeah. They know yeah. what you say. Sure. If you touch that, <clears throat> you're gonna get in trouble. Yep. <laughs> and if you're willy nilly about it, then yeah, they're gonna go ahead and touch sure. it. But if you're sincere, then, and they know when they touch yeah. it, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So you're saying that 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 that, that, that child has faith in. Let's. This is a, 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 a an analogy of a good parent. So um, <laughs> and there's out there. There's those out there. But the good parent. All right. It, it, it's it's a it's a trust. It's a faith built in that relationship. Knowing now now when they were a baby, that parent cared for them. They kept them alive. They kept them changed. They kept them fed. They kept them clothed. They kept a roof over their head. Many of those things the child wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Didn't even know about. Yeah. And, but but now, as they as they grow in that relationship with their parent, they begin to see, right, the, the action of, of the faithfulness. Yeah. So our faith is rooted in the faithfulness of the father. You hit it. Rooted. Yes. Yes, I agree 110%. Yes. Proof in the pudding, as they say, Romans <laughs> chapter 4, uh, verse starting at verse 17. Listen as the Apostle Paul would speak to the Romans as he spoke here. And he's speaking here of uh, Father Abraham. And I think this is pretty awesome as we go through this. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, mm. before whom... Before he whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Yeah. 
Now listen to this. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, right. he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now here's the key. Mm-hmm. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, right. but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Mm. Hope and faith tied all together. He yeah. staggered not at the faith that God had given him, right. and he hoped against hope. He <clears throat> hoped against hope. Man, he was 100 years old. He was 100 years old. Sarah, yeah. 90 years old. Yeah. In in our natural minds, sure. these two, to be able to come together and conceive and have a son, mm. a child, yeah. it would have been impossible. Right. But right. with God, all things are possible. Yep. So he hoped against hope. And he staggered not at the promise of God, but he was steadfast. He was rooted. Yes. He was rooted. And, and, and there's not a doubt that through that experience with Abraham, that his faith was just increased tenfold. Oh, ten goodness. Yes. After that event. And I think as our, as our walk with God, yeah. and, and, and I think it's, 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 a, it's a knowingness. Faith in God is walking forward with him mm-hmm. with a knowingness that my God has got me. He is with me. And come, come thick or thin, come high water or hail, there is going to be one walking with me, yep. regardless of what happens. So I think that, that that faith goes beyond our circumstance. It goes beyond the the even the outcome, but it but it's focused on the person, the the relationship, the faithfulness of God, and rooted in the faithfulness of God. Yes. So so as we experience as believers. The, the faith that, that, that we, we trust fully that my God has been faithful through the yeah. thick and through the thin, through the ugly, through the, through the beautiful, through the bad and through the good, my God has been faithful. In the morning, yeah. when I take my first breath, when I wake, open my eyes, God is faithful. God is faithful. Yep. And I think walking in that awareness and knowingness yeah. that my God is faithful, give, that, that, that gives us an opportunity to have hope. Faith is the trampoline for hope to bounce on. Yes. You like John Maxwell, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Listen to this John Maxwell quote. Hope gives the motivation and courage needed to succeed. It is said that a person can live 40 days without food, four days without water, four minutes without air, but only four seconds without hope. Oh, I realize that's a bit trite, but nevertheless, hope is a powerful thing by good old John Maxwell. Wow. <laughs> so think about this. And if you do a quick Google search, type in what happens when we lose all hope. Right. Look what comes up. Automatically, it's going to take you to suicide. It's going to take, to, take you to depression sites. Right. And it's going to, it's going to take you and show you that when people lose hope, they go down a dark path of pure and utter destruction. Yeah. And it's sad. But this is the key, is hope is so important. And I, I don't think we understand how important it is. 
I love what Romans chapter eight. Romans, would, if you were going to break it down, you'd have to almost say that Romans was the was the book of hope. Because yep. all through it, it talks of hope. Romans eight and twenty four says this: For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Right. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we wait with but then, then do we with patience wait for it? Right. <laughs> I don't have to hope in uh, that door to stay closed. I mean, I see it. There's no reason to hope in that. Yep. <laughs> There's no hope in that, you know? But I have a firm foundation that's a rooted belief in the Lord, knowing that he is faithful. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. That mm. scripture still rings true today. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread because God is faithful. He is just. He is merciful. And upon that do we hold the cornerstone of our faith is ah. rock solid founded upon him. He is that rock. <clears throat> he is the rock that was smitten in the desert that water came forth out of. He is that solid rock that the church is built upon today. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He is the rock that when we are pulled out of the miry clay that he sets us upon that rock and he founds us and he establishes our goings. He is that solid rock. That's where my hope is based today. And my faith is rooted and grounded in that. And then I sit with joyous expectation knowing that he is coming after me one Mm. day. And that when I take my last breath here, that my next breath will be drawn with my heavenly father. So you can disconnect that mic and drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got wound up. Dude. I got wound up. There is no better explanation. We could stop the podcast right now and say there is no better explanation than what you just gave. Well, you know, I, I agree. But we live in such a hopeless time. Sure we do. And I think a lot of it's because we still don't grasp how important it is to have true hope. Yes. If we hope in temporal, I think this is sure. a big thing, is we hope in the temporal. Right. And we don't ever think about yep. the eternal. Yep. And I think that's I think that's a big disconnect, not only for just society and mm-hmm. the world today, but it's yeah. also in the American church. Yeah. We, we hope in such temporal things, mm-hmm. and we wrap ourselves around these temporal things. And this can go into another podcast that we were talking about <laughs> that we're going to do, <clears throat> is dissecting the belief. Sure. From d- dissecting the religious belief and breaking right, it down right, to see right. the man-made part of it, and then to see how <clears throat> God truly is. Man, we live in a hopeless time when people are so hopeless, and it just absolutely breaks your heart to see the hopelessness of yeah. society today. Right. And then, you know, my mind goes back to First Peter 3 and 15, you know, that we are to give an account for the hope that is inside of us. Right. And if we as children of God cannot give an account for the hope that's inside of us, then what are we doing? What are we doing, guys? If somebody came up to you today, all right, Jamie, you go to work tomorrow, and you see somebody that you're working with, and they keep watching you, and you notice that there's something different, something off about them. And you look at them, and you say, hey, man, is everything okay? And they look at you, and they're like, man, you, where, where do you get all this hope that you have? Yeah. You're so joyous. You're so happy all the time. Why are you like that? This is your opportunity to, to, right. to live First Peter 3.15. Mm. It's time for you to give an account for the hope that's living inside of you. Do you stand ready to do that? Do you stand ready 
to give an account for the hope that's inside of you. And I'm asking you that, but it really goes out to anybody that's listening yeah, on here. Yeah. Are you ready? I mean, yeah. that's your opportunity. Yes. This is your opportunity to talk about the glory of God and the mm-hmm. hope that the Lord has placed inside of you. Mm. If you've had an encounter with Christ, my goodness, there is a hope that's living inside of you that's boiling right, up. Right. It's boiling. There's a fire burning inside. It's time to let that out. Yes. So the answer is yes. Oh, praise God. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and okay. And so, you know, as a believer, our mission our motivation, our driving force is that hope that Christ be revealed. And so I think we get it so messed up. The, the, the why of our life, the why of our existence, the why of our being is that Christ be, it, it, Christ be revealed to the world around us. That's the reason we exist in this life, right? And so, so many times we minimize what hope would be. I hope I get out of this trial. I hope I get out of this hospital. I hope I get out of this situation. Prime example, Jackson was in the, the pediatric ICU at university of Kentucky, uh, children's hospital just a few weeks ago. We had a, we had a, we had a battle, spiritual battle of just the ups and downs of you hear good news. You hear bad news. You, you, you Google search and you wonder, of what could go wrong and, and all these, it's a scary time yeah. and, and, and your faith is tried a bit. And then, and then also your hope, but there was one night, Anthony, where we stopped and we, we cried a little bit, we prayed and we, we battled with why we battled with, you know, Jackson's a good kid. He's, he's, you know, and, and you have those things, oh, right? Oh yes. Where, where you do, you know, he's ministering to people at school and, yep. you, you know, all this stuff. Right. And then one night we sat by the bed and we just had this heart to heart conversation and God through the Holy Spirit took us to where our hope should be. Yeah. Right. So the hope was I'm getting out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That was the hope. Yeah. And then so, but our faith was rooted in Christ. And so we had enough faith in God at that, in that moment. Thank God for the, just a mustard seed that we had yep. together as a family beside the bed of Jackson. We had a chest tube in his, with a collapsed lung and and we begin to talk about, is there hope really that, that we get out tomorrow? Or does God really want us to hope for something greater? Mm. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, the skies opened up, and it was like, duh. God, you're going to get glory out of this. So our focus changed in that moment, not because we were witty or were theologically strong or were some super, you know, superhuman Christian. No, it's because the Holy Spirit came into the room and helped us to understand that our hope didn't need to be on getting out of the hospital tomorrow. The hope didn't need to be on getting the chest tube out. Those things were going to happen, probably. We trusted that it would. But their hope was that Christ somehow be revealed through this situation. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, it was like all of us were encouraged in that moment, even though the doctor said, nope, you're not getting out tomorrow. And then the next day, nope, you're not getting out the next day. It was amazing what happened next. Yeah. You know, the the story where we got a phone call, his little cousin was getting admitted to the hospital. We we didn't know the situation. I think Mm -hmm. we told in the previous podcast. But, But the thing is, is, Christ was revealed mm-hmm. through this radically random thing that would have happened. That his out of two thousand beds in this hospital, his little cousin who had a dad that needed to learn and know that Jesus was close to him and needed to hear the words that J- Jackson had yeah. was put beside him in the room beside him out of thousands of rooms beside him, and he was able to minister. So sometimes Anthony, I think our hope needs to be adjusted 
to where it should have been all along as that's Christ be revealed. So we, we have this minimalist view of hope. Yes. I hope I get enough money to pay this bill. Yep. No, I, I hope that Christ is revealed through my life and the faithfulness of God is revealed in my life that they may know that he is God and he is good. Boy, if the mindset shifts, everything. Oh, it could change everything. That's tough. But it, but it goes back to the scripture where it says to set our affections oh, on, on things above and, and not, not the things, things of the world. Exactly. And, and and so my mind goes back, Anthony. I'm going to shut up. I feel like I'm hogging the box. Not at all. Point. I've but, done it all morning. But there is there is <laughs> Harvard University did a study in 1950s, and that study they used rats, and water, and buckets, and then what they did in this study is they placed rats in water that was deeper than they were. You ever been placing water deeper than you are? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they let the rats swim until they gave up and died. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. But but most rats swam 15 minutes. Hundreds of times they tried it, 15 minutes, boom, 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 they died. Okay. So then what they did is they took other rats, they let them swim until they gave up. After 15 minutes, they gave up and just sunk, and they were going to die. And they reached down, and they picked the rat back up, and they set him back outside the water. And then they waited a few days. They put that same rat that they had rescued back in the water. Guess how long they swam? Longer? 60 hours. Wow. Why? They had hope. They had hope. They knew that if I go down, this guy's going to save me. But what was the hope based in? <laughs> An experience. Yes. Yes. And experience. So the re- <laughs> we can have resilience yeah. because we have hope. And we can have hope because we have faith. And we can have faith because we've experienced his faithfulness. Oh, my gosh. So you're saying that uh, the rat went from 15 minutes to 60 hours. To 60 hours. And how quick do we fall apart? Just like that. <clears throat> when trials come up against us. Quicker than we should. I'm talking about me. And I am too. But think about the times the Lord has moved on your behalf. Yes, yes. But yet the next trial comes up and we fall in the same pit again. Mm -hmm. But this is deeper than this is it's deeper than what me and you can even imagine. So is that rat struggling? It passes that fifteen minutes that says, No, no. They're they're, got this. They're they're gonna pick me up. Yeah, they're gonna help. They're gonna pick me up. So what's wrong with the with the church today? (laughs) If a rat can have enough faith in a human what, what a great analogy. If a rat can have enough faith in a human, that the human, the fallible human is going to pick it up. <laughs> oh. Then who are we as, as children oh of a God goodness. who created the universe I've and got, created us in his image? I've got nothing else. I'm done. i got nothing else to say. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Oh, my goodness. So as we come to an end, oh, my gosh. So faith is that rooted part of us. Yes. That that all knowing that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Yes. That's that rooted, grounded substance. Yes. That's a, mm, we got Hang it. Hang on to it. Yeah. And then that hope that we have is that joyous, excited expectation, knowing, knowing what's what good things are ahead. Mm. And, and we sit back with joyous expectation. <clears throat> we're, we're like that little kid sitting back going, oh, 
I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. You yep. know the feeling? Yes. You know the feeling? It's kind of like a Christmas morning feeling. Yep. You know, you come downstairs or wherever you were at, out of your bedroom and there's presents in the floor. Yep. You're like, oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a but joyous expectation. It's that joyous expectation. How exciting. Man, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to fall. And I, look, I'm not throwing down on nobody because I'm like, Jamie, this is me. This is me. Mm. I fall apart so quick. Yeah. I'm not like the rat that can swim for 60 hours. I'm at that 15 minute mark every time. And I'm like, oh, I just start sinking. I'm like, oh, yeah. Lord. You know, I want to have that hope. I don't want to have that faith yeah. and hope. And I want that to be rooted and grounded with that joyous expectation in mm. God that says, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to press forward to the mark for the prize of the high calling of the gospel. Come what may, mm. no matter what may happen, I'm going to keep looking to God. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that he's got this. And at the end of this, he's going to make this trial a blessing. Mm. I got nothing else to awesome. say. Anthony, thank you for opening the can on such an awesome topic. Um, Listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Please like and share this podcast. I think people need to hear. I think people need to hear and yeah. understand what faith and hope is. And uh, we hope we can do this in a way that um, we hope that makes sense. <laughs> I have faith in God's faith ability that we can yes. have a hopeful expectation that those that can hear this. <laughs> but our goal, guys, is to explain some of these terms, the stained glass terminology, in a way. That makes sense on Monday morning. Yeah. When we're away from the steeple and away from the people. Yeah. That we can live out what God is saying. Amen. In his word. Yep. We love you. Until next time, guys, keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.